eyes peeled, everyone. It's time for the full 10 Yards College Football Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back to part two of our mid-season mock draft here at the Full 10 Yards College Football Podcast. Back again with the whole team. Uh, we're going to go through picks number 17 to 32 in our first round mock draft for the mid-season. Uh, lads, I welcome you in. Uh, just to say hello again. Maxwell, how is everything? All good. I've been watching film of uh, Hamza Nasruldeen, so uh, <laughs> I'm now clued up. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Tom, how are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, I haven't been watching any of this tape, I'm afraid, so I'm still uh, not not as in uh, as in the loop. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into the back end of this first round. Definitely, Thomas. How are you? Bring you back in. How are you? I'm good, and I would still recommend watching. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so yeah, just for everyone, just going through the second half. I'm just going to recap the first round uh, just really, really quickly in case you haven't heard Tuesday's episode, which obviously would recommend going back and watching that as well as well as watching film of. Any Florida State defensive back that you fancy taking the first <laughs> round. Um, so Bengals at number one took Chase Young. Uh, Dolphins two took Andrew Thomas. Redskins at three, C.D. Lamb. Falcons took Jeffrey Akuda at four. Jets, Joe Judy. Uh, Jags took Paulson Adebo. Browns took Grant Delpit. Dolphins came back with their second pick, took two of Tagovailoa. Christine Fulton went to the Giants at number nine. I chose QB1, Justin Herbert, for my Chargers at number 10. Uh, Titans was Joe Burrows. This is where we got into a little bit of QB run. And Tom then took Jalen Hurts. And then we got QB number five of the first round in John Love going to the Broncos at number 13. And number 14, it was the Cardinals taking Tristan Wirfs. And then we got a little bit squiffy going for Hamson Nazil Dean and the Cowboys at 15 with Thomas. And then to round it all off, we got Henry Ruggs III going to the Jaguars at 16. So great, great first half of the first round. Here we are, number 17, Lions are on the clock with Maxwell. Great. So, yeah, um, I've got uh, in my big board, three of my top 10 players are still on the board. Uh, and I'm looking at this Lions team and I'm thinking, what do they need? I think they need edge rushers. I think they need offensive linemen. Um, they don't necessarily need um, defensive line right now other than like a pure pass rusher. But there are a couple of really good ones who are tempting me in Javon Kinlaw and Neville Gallimore. Mm-hmm. But I think I can't pick him just because it really isn't a position of need. And there's another tackle that I, I, I really love. Um, and that is uh, Mackay Becton out of Louisville. He is a guy who, if you want to talk about Joe Burrow and the way he's grown so much from one year to the next. Mackay Becton is a guy who's been starting since uh, well, this is his third year now starting. I think he's a junior or not a senior, actually. Um, and last year, if you see the film that he put out, um, he played against Alabama. Um, last year and put up a really good showing but did get beat a couple of times off the edge Um, but then this 2019 film I've seen of him he is dominant now Um, they played they played um, Notre Dame an amazing program a lot more talented than Louisville and not only did he bully guys who I think are probably a first round pit like Julian Aquara but um, his pass, um, his his pass blocking was flawless, and he's a guy who I really think people will start talking about more uh, in the coming weeks and months. Super talented tackle. Um, so yeah, Makai Beckton. Very nice. Yeah, someone uh, another little bit of a left field choice, and someone that uh, you know I think that a lot of people will be maybe a bit surprised at, but obviously you're very high on him, and yeah, maybe another recommendation to go and watch the film. Right. Definitely. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, number 18 with the Colts. Um, Colts got a couple of needs, obviously pretty decent team all round, but star power's lacking, I would say, in a couple of areas on the defence. I think they're lacking a bit of youth and a bit of star power up front, so that's where I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go for an edge rusher for the Colts. I think you know they've got Justin Houston, who is very much at the tail end of his career. Jabal Shid, who's a little bit of a, I don't know, he's kind of a, an okay player, I guess. And then they've drafted a couple of players, um, Tyquan Lewis and um, Kamoko Toure, who I actually quite like. But again, non-like, non real big star, no sort of one to hang your hat on. Uh, and you know they're all sort of doing their bit and it's all working very nicely as a, a unit. But I think you need someone to kind of put them over the edge. And this is a player who I'm going to go for, who we've talked about quite a lot, and who's definitely getting a lot of production at his college. And that's uh, Curtis Weaver. So I'm going to go and take him and drop him into Indianapolis. Now, I feel that Curtis Weaver, like I said, the week on the pod, I feel he's, like he's got inside-out versatility, which gives the Colts a little bit of a, a little bit of an advantage. They can sort of rush him inside. And I just think you want to see him progress even more, get more production, take that step to the next level in the NFL. And like I said, become that leader of that front seven in terms of getting to the quarterback. So that's my pick for the Colts. He's a great player. I was obviously talking him up a lot last week when we were talking about um, risers and fallers. Not mm. only is he a... Um, got amazing stats, but I just think as a pure pass rusher um, of all the edge guys, I, I really see him as the uh, next best behind Chase Young. So, um, yeah, great pick. Yeah, surprisingly, that's the second only the second edge rusher off the board. Um, you know, at eighteen, uh, but obviously it comes with a, a big run of quarterbacks in there, a few wide receivers going, and yeah, no, I think like I say, I think we're we've got the sort of one tier that Chase Young is on his own on that tier and then we've got quite a few guys but I think Curtis Weaver for maybe, maybe for just us uh, maybe for a few other people as well he's kind of that second guy and yeah like I say that's what makes him the bigger 18 for me Thomas 18 sorry 19 with the Raiders right so I've got a couple options a couple of guys I've been looking at they need offensive help obviously because they have no receivers outside of Tyrell <laughs> Williams um They've just traded away Gary and Conley, mm. at cornerback. So it's a toss-up between LaVisca Chenault and Trevon Diggs. Ooh. I'm going to take Trevon Diggs. No, He's six foot two cornerback, big frame, a very good player, plays for Alabama. Um, He's just an instant upgrade for that team. Gary and Conley hasn't been very good, and apparently he's too old at 24 years old. <laughs> um, John Gruden's words. Um, so, uh, yeah, they need Chenault. He's a game-changing offensive player, but Go get the best cornerback available for me at this point. Um, feel that need to replace Gary and Conley. Get younger from a 24-year-old, which seems a weird prospect. Oh, that's, <laughs> I think that's a great choice. I think definitely best cornerback left in the draft as it stands as well. Um, I actually had Diggs in my desired picks um, if, if things had turned out differently. He's the younger brother of Stefan Diggs, a mm -hmm. receiver at the Vikings. Um, he's, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you saw that, Bama's most recent game um, against Tennessee at the weekend but um, QB fumbled it just one yard out into the end zone and, and he sort of uh, took the turnover and ran the length to the house for a touchdown again just sort of showing how, how quick he is and, uh, and his awareness to counter on that but um, I, I, I think that's a great pick and I would, I'd love to have Trayvon Diggs on my team Yeah, I like it I like it very much I, uh, I like Trayvon Diggs I do, I do have to be honest I have three corners higher than him Um but partly that's because of uh, the Clemson game. Um, it's hard to ignore that game because I don't think he. Um, I don't. Well, I don't think he's played particularly well when they've played really good wide receivers. That would be my only worry about it. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I have a couple of people above him in my cornerback rankings, but I, I won't sort of nitpick the pick. I think Trevon Diggs is a good player. And I think he fits what Open One do. He's a big corner, he's physical. So I think, yeah, I, I like him there for that fit as well, which I think is important. Tom, you're up number 20 with the Panthers. Yeah, tricky here. This is where my um, big board's got a bit messy because I kind of, uh, I was looking at wide receiver getting Cam Newton or maybe Kyle Allen, another <laughs> another another option. Um, well, I've already, I already ended up uh, taking rugs uh, with Jacksonville <laughs> because the cornerback situation was sorted. The other, I mean, obviously we've mentioned T Higgins and that's, that's, a, that's a good, I think that would be a good choice. Um, although I think that, I I think this player is uh, extremely good, and I think I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna stay away from wide receiver, and I'm I'm actually gonna say that I think they've sort of the Panthers have recovered remarkably despite the injury and so on. Um, but I think defensive back um, and and safety is, is there's still a big need there. Um, I was in two minds between a Georgia guy uh, and Bama, but I'm gonna go with Xavier McKinney at Alabama. Um, I think he's. He's, he's he's a quality player. Basically, he's a gifted athlete. Uh, definitely, speed, tremendous footwork. Um, he he can also line up um, also for safety, but even as slot cornerback as well. And I just think um, he's he's definitely a top twenty draft pick. And I think it's quite 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 fitting that with the twentieth pick, I'm going to say. Yeah, I like it. No, it's another good athlete in the secondary uh, for the Panthers. And I think yeah, it's a nice pick. Um, I think you've summed it up quite well. Uh, 21, Maxwell, you're up with the Eagles. Um, so, yeah, the Eagles, interesting uh, position because I really think their biggest areas of weakness are DB and running back. Um, and I would love to take one of these cornerbacks because I think um, I think they could do with it. But knowing that organisation, knowing what they do, they love piling up those bodies on the defensive line. And for me, there is a guy, my number five overall player, still hasn't been picked right now. <laughs> and we're at, we're at 21. And Javon Kinlaw um, is that man. Javon Kinlaw, you know, I've talked about him a lot recently because he had that big game against Georgia where, you know, they, uh, they beat Georgia and obviously got a lot of praise for that. You know, very much his coming out game. But since then, there's been a couple of articles about him. You know, he's, he's got an amazing story, uh, his background and where he's come through. And um, as much as that's not relevant for his on-the-field play, his on-the-field play is terrific. He's a true pass rusher in the middle. He's developed his run, uh, run defense game this year. And um, I, can't, uh, I think he'd be perfect for the Eagles in that aggressive Jim Swartz scheme, um, you know, one-gap scheme where he really gets to get after it. I, I think he could be a perfect fit to go alongside Fletcher Cox and the other seven bodies they've got on the D-line. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. It's a very Eagles pick, I think. Uh, you know, getting a lot of pressure on the other quarterback, like you say, in that very aggressive Jim's watch scheme. And yeah, he fits perfectly. And obviously Fletcher Cox is, isn't getting any younger, so maybe he can be uh, sort of handing over the baton to Javon Kinmore in the coming years. So next up, I've got the Raiders at 22. Now, obviously, Thomas kind of summed this up, uh, the two sort of directions in which... It's quite obvious that the Raiders need help, cornerback and wide receiver. Thomas has done a very nice job there of covering the cornerback room and the cornerback need, which leads me to do the fun bit, I guess, for everyone who really loves offense and loves wide receivers. And I'm going to take another one. So I'm going to take Tylen Wallace. I just think with the way that he's getting the production, he's going to like shoot up people's boards. And I don't think that shows any sign of slowing down. 
And obviously, I'll point everyone towards Max's article that he did a couple of weeks ago now. Um, and that sort of sums up Simon Wallace really well. You know, he's got that rack ability. You're going to have um, Tyro Williams uh, over there who's going to take the deep threat and he's going to take the top off the defence. And you can, that'll open up things with Tyler Wallace underneath. He can take the short stuff and, uh, you know, take it as far as he can um, with the ball in his hand. And you can also go upstairs and couple with ladder and get the ball as well. So I think he's quite an all-round wide receiver who can only get better. And that's why I'm going to take Tyler Wallace over a couple of other really good wide receivers on this board already. Nice. Michael, he's really good. I was yeah, going to say, I, I we, we, we must have something to say about this pick. Well, um, I, I feel like I keep talking about Tyler Wallace at the minute, but it's because um, I really do love his game. I think his route running is, is so crisp and um, so clean and he just gets away from people. Not the biggest guy, uh, doesn't win loads in traffic, but um, really, really talented player. And I think he could fit into um, into a number of NFL offenses, and I think he suits the kind of pro style offense more. You like the old school uh, stuff that John Gruden's doing, the run and play action. Mm. You'll give him opportunity to be one on one and win those routes. And actually, between Trayvon Diggs being a physical cornerback and this, I mean, this is a very Raiders draft. I like it. <laughs> Absolutely. Number twenty three is the Baltimore Ravens um, with Thomas, and it's. N- not good news for my um, Cleveland Browns or Baker Mayfield, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> the Ravens have the secondary with, now they've added um, Marcus Peters. They've got, um, what's his name? Earl Thomas. They've got Marlon Humphrey. The only problem they've got is they have no pass rush. And there is a guy on the board who, for me, should be a top 10 pick. Um, I don't know how he hasn't been picked. So I'm going to take AJ Epinesa from Iowa for Baltimore because the guy just gets after people. He slowed down a lot this year, but he was unreal in a minor role last year for Iowa. And um, they need somebody to get to the, pa- to the pass up because that secondary, as good as it is, is getting exploited most weeks because they're just having no time. Um, they just can't stay with receivers for as long as they need to. So get Epinesa, get a pass rusher. I'm sure they're going to um, find another one in free agency, but that, that's the this, the need for me and to get a guy who should be in top 10 at 23 is a steal (laughs) you're still really high on Epinesa aren't you I know he's dropped for a few people I know we were a bit low on him last week when we were doing our rises and fallers Uh, but you're still really high on him I'll take it I am very high on him but like at 23 even if you're not high on him like as as high as you should be in my opinion um, 23 is still far too low for a player of his caliber to go Mm. like even if he should be a top 10 pick a lot of people have got him like mid uh, mid um, teens, mid to late teens, get him at 23. That's too good to pass up when it, your biggest need is somebody to get to the quarterback. Mm. Yeah, no, I like it definitely. A lot of people do have him as their, um, uh, you know, as a top 10. I have him as my 51st overall player. <laughs> uh, I just, I just don't see, I don't see the pass rush from him. I think all the sacks he gets are effort sacks. I think he isn't um, a pass rusher as such. He's more of a strong, strong athlete who plays on the edge. Um, so uh, I think we'll see what happens. But um, but right now, uh, I don't see the love that a lot of people do. Because you're right, most people are putting him kind of top 15. Fair enough. No, no I think we kind of we knew that we were going to get that sort of discrepancy in opinion with the Epinesa. I know he's uh, someone who kind of splits opinion amongst us. But yeah, no, I kind of let the listeners make their choice, I guess, once they, uh, once they see him and, and um, make their own minds up. 24, Vikings, that's with Tom. That is. And, um, yeah, well, I, I think um, 
I'm going to have to pick another quarterback, third one in this uh, <laughs> draft for me. Um, I don't think Cousins, well, Cousins hasn't been good. Um, I think he probably should look but to a QB for sure. I think there's two um, that came up now with the remaining quarterbacks. Um, Jacob Eason being one of them. Um, and I mean, he's got obviously great arm strength. He's, he's been sat out for a while. So um, I think he's still got a bit to prove. And plus my guy also beat him out of his role <laughs> at Georgia anyway. So with the 24th pick of the draft, I'm going to give Jake from to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Mate split opinion. I know him and Cousins are sort of similar kind of build and size. Um, I, I think, I think um, obviously from and Georgia haven't looked great at all the last couple of weeks. Um, but I think we spoke about him in the past. He's he's the kind of guy that just gets the job done. Doesn't make many mistakes. Again, please exclude the last two weeks when you're considering this pick. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Vikings need a quarterback. I think he's the best quarterback left on the uh, on the list. And um, yeah, Jake from from Georgia to the Vikings. Very nice. No, I think it kind of makes sense. I think John, um, Jordan, John, Jake from is a bit of a fit in this offense because you know it's simplified and he's got a good running game and he's going to have a fairly decent defense, especially if Mike Zimmer's still in town. So I think that's all the things that Jake from needs to be successful. So I, th- I like the pick. I like the fit. I like the um, I, I kind of like the fit in, in a way in terms of I think he'd work well in that offense. Um, but I, I really like Kirk Cousins. I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan. Um, I think it, people like, blaming their issues on him are, are missing some of the bigger picture stuff. So I do think that they could do with putting some of that resource into other positions, yeah. namely the offensive yeah. line. Um, uh, a guy I've got kind of top. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the only other thing there, really. Um, but um, I tell you what, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if he did do go to that kind of team with a strong run game. That I think he'd do well. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's I think that's what he needs. I think that's what he needs first and foremost, and then like I say, a good defense. And you know, there's some people that are saying Dalvin Cook's the best running back in the NFL at the moment. So you know, that'd certainly offset that very nicely. Third pick for the Miami Dolphins in the first round is with Maxwell at number twenty-five. Uh, okay, so Dolphins again, loads of positions of need for this team, <laughs> um, uh, which is you know always hard because where do you prioritise? I suppose, um, but they've got a couple of amazing picks so far in this draft. We're going by this. If they picked up Andrew Thomas um, and they picked up Tua, you know that's that's pretty amazing. Um, now um, I could go for the, the next best player in my on my big board. Um, and I think this is a guy who I have ranked really high because of his recent um, play. This 2019 season has just been unbelievable. It's very rare that you see a nose tackle who can so successfully do spin moves on a regular (laughs) basis. And the reason he can do it is because he is what a lot of scouts would call twitched up. This is one of the fastest 300-pound men you'll ever see. And Neville Gallimore is destroying the Big 12 right now. Um, you know, they need good players, the Dolphins, and this is certainly one of them. We saw um, a couple of good D-line go in the middle of uh, last year's draft. Guys like um, Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence from Clemson. Well, I think Neville Gallimore is a bigger impact player than both of those guys. Um, he's just going to come out the blocks flying. He's a pass Russia, as well as being able to be a big body to help in the run game, and uh, the kind of thing that Dolphins need right now. 
Yeah, that's a, I think that's a great pick. I, I did have him listed. Um, I won't say where, but um, yeah, I think he was also listed as one of uh, Bruce Feldman's top 50 freaks in college mm-hmm. football before the season started. Um, and yeah, he's already matched his, his, his career best in tackles for loss and sacks in, in just the six games so far this season. Um, so I think that's a great pick. Yeah, definitely. I think it really showed up, doesn't it, in the Texas game. I keep mentioning it, but see, it's the one is where he's been on the national stage, right in front of everyone's eyes. And I feel like he, yeah, I think I mentioned it last week, perhaps when I was talking about Kenneth Murray. You know, him and Kenneth Murray really were the the driving force behind that defensive performance that won or come the game. I would say. So yeah, no, I really like that pick. Um, yeah, I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> so next up is twenty six. That's me on the Bills. Uh, I'm also going to go along the defensive line again, uh, backing up my Curtis Weaver pick from earlier with the Colts. Now, I'm looking down the Bills' depth chart and looking at their defensive ends, Trent Murphy and Jerry Hughes are listed as their defensive ends, uh, starting defensive ends. And behind that, they've got Shaq Lawson, who I think we can safely say is a bust from 2016 in their first round pick. And Shaq Lawson was brought in as this, you know, super twitched up, as uh, Max has just called someone else, uh, athlete who can get off the edge and get after the quarterback. And I'm going to go for the same sort of mould for this pick. And I'm going to pick Julian Aquara out of Notre Dame. Because I feel like he can be that guy. I feel like he can get younger, he can get quicker on the edge for the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, I think he can be a more successful player than Shaq Lawson ever was, to be honest with you, which isn't saying much. Yeah, but, you know, he's shown it in college uh, throughout his career uh, with the numbers that he's put up in terms of tackles for loss and sacks. And I feel Julian Aquara uh, can be that guy. Do you know? Uh, do you have a pro comparison for uh, him? Um, I haven't heard anyone say this yet, but um, I bet people are going to start talking about uh, Elvis Dumerville. Okay, interesting. Because one. you know he's not a big guy, Aquara. No, no. Um, he, he's he's quite light, um, but the way that he just flies, and especially when he does those inside stunt moves. Um, he's so quick and he's a true pass rusher mm. and um, you know we've seen more and more in the NFL the success of these kind of defensive schemes where they bring on specialists you know look at Brian Burns this year yeah sure um, so I think um, I think that's a really really good pick for a team like the Bills where they've got already one of the best defences in football to add on a specialist guy like that well I think he would be an immediate impact player um, yeah yeah, definitely. And you've got that inside rush from Ed Oliver. I know that Ed Oliver's not exactly shown it so far, not shown his sort of the peak of his abilities yet. But as they progress together as an inside-out package, I think that can be quite special. Uh, next up at number where we're up to twenty-seven is the Saints with Thomas, who was going to go with Jake from, <laughs> but that was stolen. So I'm going to give Sean Payton the probably the most versatile offensive weapon in this draft. Um, they need to replace Ted Ginn, who's in his mid-30s is now not very good. They have Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith. I'm going to give him LaVisca Chenault, the do-it-all, do-everything wide receiver. I think he's been held back by Montez at Colorado. He was phenomenal last year. Um, like I said, he does everything. He fills a need for them. And is there any coach in the NFL who does more with does more weird stuff with <laughs> multi-talented players than Sean Payton? Well, this is it. This is kind of the dagger in the heart of Taysom Hill's career, I guess, isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sean Payton can kind of use uh, <laughs> Leviska Chenault in the same way. And, you know, uh, in the same way he's been used at Colorado uh, in multiple ways and running back, wildcat quarterback, actual wide receiver every now and then. 
Uh, and yeah, he can do them all very, very well. So no, I think he's a really good pick. And like you say, um, kind of, then it doesn't, you know, it means you don't even need 10 gid anymore and you can kind of concentrate with two great wide receivers in Michael Thomas and Willis Cushnall. Yeah, really, really perfect uh, summary, guys. He is that guy. He does a bit of everything. Um, I think if there was one, I don't love him as a first round pick, I've got to be honest, because I don't think he's elite at anything. In terms of his college film, he reminds me of like a, a rich man's Ty Montgomery, um, who did everything at Stanford. Um, but if there was one place where you say this guy is going to get use out of him, it's definitely Sean Payton. So um, I love that pick. I think uh, if he goes, if he goes there, he will thrive. Definitely, no, I like it very much. Tom, you're up with the Seahawks at number twenty-eight. And the tough, and the tough one to get right uh, by all accounts. <laughs> um, so I'm going for one. Uh, there could be other people. Well, there will be other people that I think you guys might rank higher. But I am thinking that um, it's, it's not. I think they're in need. I think they're in need of right tackle. I think um, you, you've got to look to uh, Alabama, and I am going to go with Jedrick Wills to Seattle. Um, I think investing in. Um, you know, st- strong pass protectors wise me for Seattle obviously with Russell Wilson um, at MQB um, and and from what I've seen Wills has looked look class um, at Alabama so I think uh, I think that's the, that's the slightly strange pick that we might see uh, at Seattle yeah they've got to protect like him at some point haven't they <laughs> <laughs> what do you like about Jedrick Wills Maxwell I think um, he's one of those he's quite a young guy so he's a junior and this is mm. his third year starting I think and um, I, I just think he's he in a in a game where they got dominated, which was the Clemson national championship game. Um, you know, obviously that Clemson D line last year with uh, with the three first rounders was amazing. Mm-hmm. And the only offensive lineman who didn't get his ass beat was um, was Jedrick Wills and uh, Willis or Jedrick Willis. He um, he's he's a star. I, I think I've got him about my thirtieth overall player. But I, I the only reason I did is because a lot of people some people have been mentioning that maybe he'll move to he'll move from because he's currently playing right tackle to to interior. I think right. that's where they see his skill set. But uh, like I don't think that's a good thing or a bad thing. I just think he's a good football player. And um, like I said, you know, with all those great players in the defensive line Clemson had. Um, some people are talking up the other Alabama um, lineman, Alex Leatherwood, has been a prospect, but he yeah. got whooped by um, uh, the number four overall pick. I can't remember his name. Cleland Ferrell. That raided, yeah, Cleland yeah. Ferrell destroyed him. But when Cleland Ferrell was lined up over Willis, uh, you know, he did a great job. So um, I really like him. I, you know, as much as I've seen lots of him, but not all of him, um, Jedrick Wills is a great young player, and I can't wait to see him in the NFL. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, very nice indeed. Uh, take us away with the Chiefs at number 29. Okay, yeah, this is a, I actually find this kind of a difficult one mm. because um, just because I feel like I've got a couple of players who like still a couple of top 15 players who I don't think are quite right for them. Um, uh, I think someone like T Higgins could be an amazing extra mm. offensive weapon for this team. I just imagine putting another wide receiver that talent into this lineup would be fantastic. But undoubtedly, this defense needs support. And I think you know, plenty of people have talked about how this is becoming more and more a, a you know a takeaway league on defense, mm-hmm. and it's all about getting the ball back. Um, 
and I think there is one guy who I can't believe I'm going back to Oklahoma, um, who is lighting it up this year. He's had talent for all of his um, college career, but now he's one of these players who looks like he, can, if he rushes, he can take the ball away. If he's in coverage, he can take the ball away. And that's Kenneth Murray, the linebacker out of Oklahoma. Um, top 15 player for me, and I think he'd be a really good, explosive, potentially game-changing player on a defense that needs all the help they can get. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't like that as a Chargers fan. I wouldn't like to see Kevin Murray coming over to the AFC West, to be honest with you. Because like uh-huh. I say, he's going to make plays. Um, and yeah, no, I think we talked about him quite a lot, didn't we, last week? And yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, he's a very good player. Um, so I'm up now with the Packers, my final pick of this mock draft. The Packers have got a couple of couple of areas that I could could go back to I could you know I could give them a wide receiver because obviously they've got Devante Adams and a bunch of bunch of guys who they drafted in the late rounds I feel like they could also go for uh, an interior defensive lineman uh, you know like big bodies up there and you know we've got a couple of good ones on the on the interior defensive line that's still available um, but I'm going to go for a tight end um, because mm. I think this is an area where you know they've got the pick. They've got the pick of whoever they like at this point. It's a it's a it's a sweet spot for tight ends as well as we're coming up to the thirtieth pick. And you know they need they need one. You know they they've got Jimmy Graham at the moment. He's really really old and he's not producing at the level that we want. So then it comes down to who's your best tight end, I guess, in your opinion. And for me, that's uh, that's Grant Calcaterra. Mm-hmm. I think he's essentially a big wide receiver. He is not producing at all this season in terms of his numbers he's quite injured but I think at the 30th pick at this point in time you can kind of take a bit of a sort of swing from the fences on the talent rather than the production and I think in the um, offense of Oklahoma for Lincoln Riley I think he's used as a sort of large wide receiver and I think he can be used in the same way at Green Bay giving Aaron Rodgers another big target over the middle and he can complement Devante Adams and the the bunch of wide receivers they've got of which you know they're getting some production out of yeah, interesting, interesting pick. I think um, I thought the tight end class this year really hard to judge mm. because um, I think they've all got different traits, but kind of like completely different traits. Um, Calcaterra, like you said, much more of a wide receiver, um, whereas um, the lad out of Stanford uh, with the long hair. Um, Colby Parkinson. Colby Parkinson, exactly. Yeah, um, much more, you know, stronger blocker type who mm. also can run routes as well. But uh, yeah, so I think there's a lot of different characters here. I think it's going to be interesting to see where this Titan class goes. But in terms of a position of need, the Packers um, definitely need help at tight end, and this is a receiver who would fit their offense well. I just, um, just, and also actually the way they're using Mercedes Lewis this year, he's like a specialist blocking tight end. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it could fit the team. Yeah, no, I think, like I said, I think you summed it well. I think he he's not going to be used as a traditional tight end. He's not a traditional tight end in Oklahoma's offense now. So I don't see why you would change that and. Like I say, I think you bank on what he can be rather than what he is at the moment because he's not in the greatest season at the moment. But um, yeah, you can take a swing at 30. Next up, 31. Um, probably not expected to be drafting this high. Probably won't be drafting this high um, later on in the spring. But Thomas, you've got the 49ers at 31. do. And um, I'm going to go with a player that I think fits what they do best as an offense. They love to establish a run with uh, Matt Breda. Um, so I'm going to give them Tyler Biadash. Yeah, um, centre from Wisconsin. 
Um, everybody's seen what Wisconsin's offense has been able to do this year, running the ball with Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's the best pass, or he's the best run blocker and uh, interior run blocker in the draft. Western Richburg's not very good. He's got a, also pass block against Aaron Donald. Um, I think he's just a, ma- a major upgrade for them and it's going to help them establish the run with Breeder and McKinnon and whoever they've got, and Coleman at running back. So um, it, it seems to fit what they do and like I said, best run blocking interior guy in the draft. Yeah, I like it. I like it as a fit for Shanahan's offense as well, in terms of his athleticism as well. He can get out in front and make blocks. So, yeah, no, I like it. And like you say, he's already been well trained, sort of blocking for Jonathan Taylor and coming out of Wisconsin as well, who always seem to produce these uh, good offensive linemen. Yeah, I have him a lot higher on my board than this. I have him like kind of top 20 or about 20. Um, I think he's an excellent player and what a perfect fit. Like you said, if there's like I actually think Western Richmond is pretty good, but if there was one area you could say to upgrade immediately, that would be it. Um, great, great, great pick. If he does go there, I don't think he'll fall this far, but if he does, then um, uh, 49ers would love to have him. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Maybe they'll pick him up in, in their sort of more natural draft position, which after the season might be in the 20s. So yeah, maybe that could happen anyway, just in a different position. You've got no faith. You've got no faith. Well, I do. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big 49ers sort of advocate this season. I just don't think they'll make it to the Super Bowl and be number 31. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I kind of agree with you. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Tom, round us out. Last pick, number 32. Yeah, certainly. And talking about that, and, uh, um, Wisconsin, I've noticed we haven't had a running back going this whole first round. Um, no. Interestingly enough. But... I'm not gonna. I'm gonna, I was gonna I'm say gonna keep, I'm not. gonna keep that tradition going. So uh, <laughs> yeah, um, Patriots. I mean, they're, they're obviously uh, an immensely talented team. Predicament where they've they've got time on their time on hands. I think because because they've got so many quality players. I think they they can really use this opportunity to sort of take a chance of players that are sort of really raw and, and, and talented and look to sort of develop them. Um, and I think that the perfect pick for, well, I've got to be honest and say straight away, I was going to take uh, Neville Gallimore here, um, but obviously that, that's where he, he's already gone. Um, but I will select with the 32nd pick, uh, Prince Tega Wanogu. Uh, yes. Akul <laughs> from Auburn. Um, yeah, I mean, just for basically from what I said, I think he's been class this season. I think um, he shows great flashes of power and athleticism and, 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 and there's still work to be done. But I think, I mean... Yeah, up with that Patso line and, and and Dante the coach and and, and so on and and, and um, yeah, there's there's just huge potential. Love that. that. Yeah, he's uh, he's my thirteenth overall player. Um, we we didn't you know we didn't get through a lot of the guys who I like, but but I really love him. I think that he is um, such an excellent mover. He, he this year he's grown to become more of a dominant run blocker. Um, probably for me outside of uh, Andrew Thomas, the most versatile tackle in this class, in that I think he could work in a number of different schemes. Um, it's always tough with them. Um, we, we, we all suffer from post-Greg Robinson syndrome with uh, <laughs> Auburn tackles. You know, we all thought he was the next coming of, uh, I don't know, one of your best left tackles ever. Um, and everyone loved him coming out, and he was a guaranteed top three pick. This guy is perfect, and, and obviously he's had a very strange up-and-down career. But um, I don't see that at all with this guy. He's got much more ability in um, pass blocking than uh, Robinson ever had. And um, by all accounts, he's a pretty determined young man as well. So um, can't wait to see him play. And uh, the only problem is he picked him for the Patriots. 
<laughs> yeah, I think if you get him in that room with Dante Scarnecchi, I think he becomes one of the best tackles in the league. He's very, very talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, indeed, uh, he's my um, tackle three in the class after Thomas and uh, Lucas Niang. Sorry, I couldn't think of his name. Uh, so, yeah, no, I think that's a really great pick. And, yeah, really a big value pick for the Patriots. Not that I think if they did win the Super Bowl, I don't think they'd pick. I think after the trade with Mohamed Sanu, I think they'd want to sort of recoup their pick there and maybe trade out. But we're not doing trades, so that's fine. So, good pick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Before we get any ideas. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that wraps it up. Uh, lots of good picks over the, the two shows that we've done. Quick uh, so question. Yeah. Yes, go for what it. Are- Who's the um who's the top rated guy on your boards who hasn't been picked yet? Mm, probably Niang for me. Yeah, Niang. Yeah. Well I don't Mine, I probably have to well go, go on. on. Sorry, Max, yeah. Uh Marnie Day J Terrell, the um cornerback for Clemson. Um mm. yeah, I really like him. Nice. Uh, I mean it's gotta be one of the running backs, probably for me. I mean, I think I really, I'm biased for Georgia. I really like John Bates. So if Travis Etienne's quality and obviously Jonathan Taylor's uh, been fantastic this year, mm. um, I haven't got a big board as such. Up, I've sort of done it differently and, uh, as as I've gone through and looked at where my picks were and what team I was with. But um, yeah, I'd say they're, one they're all good there. though. Yeah, all, all three of those guys. Like, if you saw DeAndre Swift picked at the end of the first round, there would be zero shock. For me. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. He's so talented. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Thomas, how, how about you? Who's your sort of best player still available? Um, Jonathan Taylor. Okay. He's mm. just explosive and just an incredible runner. So. Mm. Is he your running yeah. back one? Yes, comfortably. Yeah. yeah, cool. No, I think that's a good pick. I think, yeah, I think with the way that running backs have sort of been devalued recently, I think this could be a realistic scenario um, to sort of have none go in the first round. But, you know, maybe we'll do a second round uh, draft at some point or a multi-round draft at some point um, and split up multiple shows. Who knows? But yeah, I really enjoyed this. I just want to thank everyone for their time. And I want to thank you for listening. Uh, just for a sign off, again, just want to sort of push everyone in the way of subscribing, following, rating, reviewing, retweeting and sharing all of our stuff. And thank you to for your support that you give us every single week. Uh, so yeah, no, I just want to round that out. Uh, thank you everyone for coming on. Thanks, lads. I uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I thought they were two great shows. Um, so yeah, no, we'll round it up there. Um, yeah, goodbye from everyone, I guess. See you soon. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. And we'll see you on the other side. So play the outro music. Thanks for listening to the podcast. For all your football needs, check out our website, full10yards.com, or follow us on Twitter at full10yardscfb. And remember, keep those eyes peeled.